Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise God, good morning, and welcome to another edition of Bible Platform. To God and His Christ alone be all of the glory, the praise, the honor, the thanksgiving, even now and forevermore. Our God and our Father, thank you. Lord, we open ourselves to receive your word. I pray that I might decrease while you increase. Let all my hearers be blessed. At the end of the day, the kingdom will be built in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God. And to the Lamb of God, who was slain that we might have life and have it in abundance. Beloved, I want to remind you that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. And I trust the Lord has some great and precious things in store for all of us. As the days and the weeks roll on, time is running so fast. And we need to do everything that we have been called to do. So that when the bridegroom comes, we will not be found wanting. When the bridegroom comes, we will not be found wanting. On that note, I am here to share with you today some truths from the Holy Book, the Holy Bible. Truths that I believe will save you from the trappings of false prophets, cultists and occultists. I believe that these truths will be an eye-opener. That at the end of this session, at least some will be saved. At least some will be informed. You have the knowledge and enlightenment to take an informed decision. Whether you're going to worship God in accordance with his word, his will, and follow his way. Or you will take the easy way out. A temporary relief in exchange of the eternal glory and peace that has been set before us. The main trust of my teaching over the past two weeks is to help those who may be finding it difficult to identify a true church. They find it difficult to identify a true church to identify with. Not because they don't want to do that, but because of the numerous groupings today that claim to be of the same stock of our Lord Jesus Christ. I highlighted as chapter 2 verse 42 when I began this series. And... This one verse of scripture, Acts 2.42, gives us four very simple things to look for to help us identify a Bible-believing church. There are other things that we're going to look at, but today I want to continue that series. The four things. The first thing in Acts chapter 2.42, we are told that the early church, number one, had heard to the apostles' doctrine. They stayed within the confines of the apostles' doctrine. So the key here, if you are looking for a church that will not lead you astray, naming the name of Christ, by being ruled by demonic spirits, the first thing you have to look at is the doctrine of that church. Because doctrine is very, very important. Now, let me, before we go deep into that, let me read 
something that will set the ball rolling as we speak about doctrine. In the book of Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, and this is what the scripture says, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ. Let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. These are the doctrines that apostles taught. And these are the doctrines that you should look at. They talk about repentance from dead works. The church you want to associate yourself with. Do they call people to repentance from sin and to salvation? Then he talk about faith towards God. These are the doctrines. Repentance, then faith towards God. Not faith towards money or men. Faith towards God. Then I talk about instructions or teachings about washing or baptism. I talk about the laying on of hands. The resurrection of the dead. And eternal judgment. These are just the basics. We will go into that in detail in my subsequent teachings. But today I want to just draw your attention to the first important thing that was mentioned in Acts 242, which is the doctrine of the apostles. So we find here that doctrine is key. When you want to identify yourself or you want to identify the true church. The true gathering of God's people. The first thing to look for, what is the doctrine of the church? What is the church teaching? Is it in line with the apostles' teaching? Where there is no doctrine, my friend, and you just go to church and you dance your head off, prophesying for 10 hours, items are sold, just dance, I mean, sit down for somebody to prophesy two hours, three hours, ten hours. At the end of the day, then, you have to go and buy some item that is for sale. You are on extremely dangerous ground, which is unsafe for your soul. For clarity's sake, I want to spend some time, take you through the scripture so that you see the importance of doctrine. Why you just can walk into a place where they say it's a church and whatever you are told to do, you're just doing it, thinking that you are worshiping God. The only thing that will guard and guard you is knowledge of the Holy Bible, not in terms of head knowledge. And I've heard a lot of people who are not Christians who claim to know the Bible. And of course, they have a lot of head knowledge. The other day I was looking at a, a video clip and this guy could rattle the scriptures. I mean, the quotations, he, I mean, any, any part of the Bible. He was not a Christian. And he justified his knowledge of the Bible by the ability to quote the Bible. If it were so, many Christians who have gone ahead of us would have been in hell. Ability to quote the Bible is not the same as power to understand the Bible. That power is given by the Holy Spirit, the writer. So when you don't have the Holy Spirit, stop pretending that you can interpret the Bible. You can only use your carnal mind. And carnality cannot interpret spirituality. So on that basis, let me first hint on the importance of doctrine. Doctrine is very important. Don't let anybody confuse you. Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. 
verse 2a, King James Version. My doctrine shall drop as rain. My doctrine shall drop as rain. God is speaking. So you can't follow God. You can't worship God. You can't associate with a group whose doctrine does not line up with God's doctrine. So God has a doctrine. And God does not withhold his doctrine. He said it will drop down like rain. Now, in Isaiah 29, 24, again in the King James Version, Isaiah 29, 24, it says, They also, that erred in spirit, shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. They that murmured, they didn't have the boldness to speak because their doctrine was not correct. Bible says, they shall learn doctrine. So doctrine is learned. You don't just flip through the Bible and and um, like somebody going to take an examination and you know chew, pour, pass, forget. A lot of people have chewed the Bible. I mean, in their head. But like I said, if you don't have the spirit, stop trying to pretending that you can interpret the Bible. It doesn't matter. You can you can memorize all scriptures from Genesis to the last chapter of Revelation. It doesn't make you an authority on the Bible. The only authority of interpretation of the Holy Bible comes from enlightenment from the writer of the Bible. The one who influenced men to write the book. The Holy Spirit. So now, when we talk about doctrine, we are talking about teaching. We are talking about teaching. Every group of people that call themselves a religious group or sect have certain basic teachings that identify them with that group. Now it is not my responsibility to go and tell somebody of another religion what their doctrine. That's not my job. And I'm not interested in that. That is not my call. My call is to teach the doctrines of the Holy Bible. To make sure that those who sincerely want to give their life to Jesus Christ serve him the rest of their lives and go to heaven get the right teaching so that they are not deceived. Because the Bible says there will be an upsurge of false prophets who will deceive many. And if possible, they will even deceive the elect. So we want to make it impossible for them to deceive the elect. That's the assignment. You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Jesus had doctrine. And that was exactly what the apostles taught. And that is what every true Christian, every Bible-believing Christian should teach. In John chapter 7 verse 16, when the Pharisees and their hilk came and they were trying to bamboozle Jesus with all kinds of questions and doubts, Jesus answered, I'm reading John 7, 16 and 17. Jesus answered them and said, 
my doctrine, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. That means the doctrine that Jesus brought was what he was given by the Father. But the essential point here is that Jesus is telling us that he had a doctrine. It was not, it was not just flying things over his head. And every time a spirit said this, a spirit said that, there is no doctrine. So any day, any time, what the spirit said, which kind of spirit operates without a set doctrine? Even the devil has doctrines. Don't be deceived. That's my assignment. He said, we might save some people as if we are snatching them through fire. And some of you have gotten so deep into deception that that's exactly what the Holy Spirit through this medium is using me to do to bring you out. So be patient with me. John 7, 16, 17 Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine but is that sent me. So Jesus, note that Jesus came with the doctrine. Verse 17 if anyone will do his will, that is, if anyone will do the Father's will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. What I want you to note here, Jesus said, if anyone is determined to know the will of God, God will give the person the ability to discern whether the doctrine that he was teaching comes from God or from the flesh. What is that saying to us? It means that people can bring teachings or doctrines claiming to be is from God, but which only comes from their own kind of thinking. People can build a doctrine that will fit into what they want to achieve. Like I hear somebody say, the most important reason God put us here is that we will make wealth and be popular. It's a lie from the pit of hell. God did not make us put us here to make wealth and to become popular. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all wealth, popularity shall be added unto it. Not necessarily even popularity. But what shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world, become more popular than Jesus Christ himself and yet loses his own soul? Wake up. Don't be deceived any longer. Doctrines have different sources. Doctrines. I've told you doctrines are important. But I also want to tell you that doctrines have different sources. Let me read John 7, 17 again as I hit this point. Very hard so that you won't lose the point I'm trying to make. John 7, 17 speaks of two sources of doctrine. Now there is what we call, the scripture calls the doctrine of Christ. The scripture calls the doctrine of Christ. I want you to stay very alert at this time. The doctrine of Christ. And we find that in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. That the scripture that I read for you. The doctrine of Christ. And it said Hebrews 6 1. Therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Christianity is about laid out principles that must be acted out practically. You heard me right. So this principle of Christ or the principle of the doctrine of Christ 
introduces her to a very specific teaching. So nobody can come from anywhere else and pretend that he had the audacity and the mandate and the power and authority to tell Christians what we have to practice and the way we have to worship God. Contrary to the doctrine of Christ. If Christ has not given us a doctrine, then we would be okay opening ourselves to anything and anyone who comes along with anything. The Bible gives us clear-cut doctrines. For instance, if somebody comes to you and says, well, somebody is dead, we've got to go and call the spirit of that person. Does the Bible have teaching on consulting the dead? Yes, my dear. The Bible clearly says, you cannot consult the dead on behalf of the living. Clear. And so when you know the doctrine, you are safe from being entangled by fine sound. That's, so let me take this one. So you walk into a church and the pastor or prophet calls you and said, well, I was just communicating with the spirit of your grandmother or grandfather or father or mother or husband or wife who is dead and this thing. Run out. Oh, come on, run out. It is a corridor of hell set up to entrap your soul. Christianity has nothing to do with the spirit of the dead. We honor the dead, but we do not contact or communicate with the dead. We'll go deep into that. But for now, I'm showing you something. That John 7, 17 speaks of two sources of doctrine. And Hebrews 6, 1 is speaking about the doctrine of Christ. Which, in other words, is the doctrine of God. Of the Holy Bible. Then, Revelation 2, 14. It talks about the doctrine of Balaam. The doctrine of Balaam. Now let me let me turn to that. Let me turn to that. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. So we are seeing the doctrine of Christ on the one side, and on this side of the line we see another doctrine, and it's called the doctrine of Balaam. What is the doctrine of Balaam? The Bible continues in Revelation 2.14 to describe the doctrine of Balaam. And it says, you have those that hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. To eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. Clear. Clear. The doctrine of Balaam. What do they teach you? The first thing he says, they cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. They make it impossible for you to grow in the faith. They, they, they direct you to themselves. They tell you that they are the repository of all power and authority to solve all your problems. Without them, you are finished. That's a stumbling stone. It's a lie from the pit of hell. The Bible says, call unto me, I answer you, I will show, call everybody. The Bible says, for as many as believed on him, he gave them the right to be called children of God. Now, if I'm a child of God, God is my father. I don't need you giving me visa, permission to go talk to my father. You don't hold a key 
to my healing. He can give you something to give to me. But without you, he is still my father. And I can still assess him. This is doctrine of Christ. The doctrine of Balaam will create a stumbling block. You can't get to God without me. You can't get your healing without me. Doctrine of Balaam. Another, another aspect of the doctrine of Balaam. He says this. Listen carefully. Who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel? Number two, to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Some of the things you are giving that you buy and they tell you it will solve your problem, it will do this. Where is, where is the basis in the Bible? Jesus never sold nothing. The apostles never sold nothing to people. He said, freely have, have you received, freely give. Hear me with your heart because this is spiritual warfare. Your soul is at risk if you gamble with it and allow yourself to be deceived. So it talks about they are, they are persuaded to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So there your soul is tied to some object that is for sale in a place called church. And so Jesus Christ is no longer your center. That thing that has been sold to you becomes your center. That's where your faith is directed. And all you care about is that the temporary immediate relief but sometimes God allows us to go through things so he can mature us. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. And the doctrine of Balaam also speaks about, it says, and to, it teaches them to commit fornication. In most of those places, you see, you are not encouraged to live a holy life. You are not encouraged to live a righteous life. Anything goes. Because Jesus Christ is not on the throne of the heart of that man or woman calling himself a prophet or a prophetess. He is a God unto himself. Accountable to no one. But let me tell you what. And I'm going to go deep into the, the, the power of sexual immorality. How devastating it is. How it has destroyed kingdoms and it has destroyed families and it has destroyed great men of God. So Paul told Timothy, flee youthful lust. He didn't even say pray about it. He said run from it. Flee youthful lust. Pursue righteousness with all those. With all those. So you identify yourself with those who deliberately, consciously and conscientiously want to live to please God. Hallelujah. To the Lamb of God. So friends, doctrine is important. There are doctrines that are of God and there are doctrines of demons. Let me give you probably two more. First Timothy 4.1 Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from their faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Remember I've spoken about doctrines of Christ. Now here in 1 Timothy 4.1, Paul writing to Timothy said, be careful because, because in the latter times, and it has come upon us, he said, people would depart from the faith. Now people are gravitating towards where they will be told that you just buy some cream or something or object or whatever it is. Put it on your body or hang it on your wall. And I mean, and all your problems will be just like that. Paul saw it 
Many years ago, I wrote to Timothy and said, be careful because they are going to come and that's what they are going to do. And he said, people will leave the faith. People no longer want to associate with the true Bible-believing church. They want miracle at any cost. And that is feeding into the agenda of the false prophet. Be careful. He said, they will depart from the faith, giving it to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils. Note, my friend, and doctrine of devils. So, devils have doctrines. Let me close on this note. That when the doctrine is wrong, the worship is wasted. Mark chapter 15, 7 to 9. These people draweth near unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me. Teaching for doctrines. The commandments of men. So you can sit before a man who has been anointed by the devil. Ocotis, call himself a prophet. And he rules your soul and directs your soul. And all you care about is the immediate relief you want. The Bible says, these people, if you are in that category, your worship is in vain. Because you are giving yourself to someone who is teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Run for your life. I'm your friend, Pastor Anson Melter. Be my joy to share the word of God with you. God willing, coming your way again next week with another edition of Bible Platform. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Bye for now. For Jesus, your grace brought me. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 239024. 0244-239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you.